Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. All right, good to be here today. Welcome to KJV Cafe. Another wonderful episode we have here for you. Proverbs 8:29. When he gave to the sea his decree that the waters should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth. That's Proverbs 8:29. You know, we can learn a lot about our God from this one verse. We can see a lot about who he is and what he cares about and what he can do for us from this one verse, starting with decree. You know, Proverbs 8:29 starts with when he gave to the sea his decree. You know, he, God, is in full control. The scripture doesn't say them. It doesn't say a meeting took place among angels or that a council was convened. It is him alone that takes the wild ocean water that has broken ships and men and says to it, you stop where I say you stop, and the water obeys. You ever try to make water obey you? You ever go to the ocean and tell the ocean where to stop? I didn't think so. But God does. He's in full control. Think about that. Next time you look at the ocean, God has that water stop. He gave to the sea his decree. And you want to get really technical. Gosh, you go to different beaches and stuff and you see dunes and you see how the water comes up at high tide and goes down at low tide and all of the uh, sea life there and all of the, the cycle of ecology there. That's all God's design. He has full control over this world. He has full control over the wild water. He has full control over everything. And the question I have for you, have you given him full control over your life? Because God gave you personal choice. He's allowed you to hold back control of your life to, to say, no, God, I, I've got an area I don't want you to be involved in. He's allowed you to do that, but he expects to be in full control. You know, when you accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, you are expected to make him Lord of your life. You know, we're not under the law, but grace. That idea that God freely gave his son, his only begotten son, to die on the cross, to shed his blood for the sin of all mankind. And then that free gift, that's already happened, right? Christ was crucified, right? Christ was buried. Christ was risen from the dead. And we as believers, we are told in the scriptures that when we are saved, when we put our trust, our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that we are dead with Christ and we are risen new creatures and that we are now alive in Christ and we are, the old man has passed away and all things become new. We are new and we are supposed to be fully ceding our lives over to God because God is in full control. And as the scripture tells us, he gave the sea the decree and he is willing to do great things through you if you're willing to cease control to him. But oftentimes Christians try to meet some kind of law, try to get very legalistic. And 
also often try to wrangle control away from God. And we need to be trusting God. And I'll get to why we don't want to sin in a little bit. But look, we are not under law, but grace. And we are saved by grace, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. And we, we need to understand that God is in full control in this world. And that if we want to have true joy and peace, we have to give him full control of our life. We have to say, Lord, we're never going to add up to keeping the law. We can't. And so what we'll do is we're going to give you our lives, as in we can't do good works all day, every day. We can't go without sinning. We're in this flesh. We realize this, that we fall short. So we trust you to heal us, to help us. We trust you in repentance. We go to you and ask for forgiveness. And we know that you're willing and able to forgive. We know that we have a mediator in Christ Jesus in heaven. We know that you are faithful. So we give ourselves to you. So we see decree when he gave to the sea his decree. That's Proverbs 8.29, the first part. Now we're going to go to the middle part of Proverbs 8.29, that the waters should not pass his commandment that the water should not pass his commandment. So we see decree, and then we see commandment. His control is detailed. The waters do, don't pass his commandment. He defined the exact place where the water stops. God is in the details. You ever think about that? It's not just how the, where God says the ocean water stops, but how the birds fly in an array. In every day, especially here in the fall, I see the birds just flying in an array. Sometimes it looks like an arrow. Sometimes it looks like a T. And I'm telling you, at the same time every day, who gave the birds that instinct to fly in such a way? God did. He's in the details. There's a purpose to it. And I'm not a biologist. I'm not a uh, even really a bird watcher. I just go for walks and I see him flying in an array, but I'm sure someone would explain why they do that. One time in a scripture or uh, in a preaching, uh, I was going through scripture and I got into why birds eat certain things when they migrate. And there were certain things that allow them to, that they eat to prepare for a long migration. And it's fascinating. And you say, how could that be by accident? You know, God's in the details. And the reason why is it testifies to his brilliance, to his genius, to his creation. Amen. I mean, how on earth does a bird know that it needs a high protein, this or that, before it's going to fly from Maine to Florida or whatever it is? And, 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 uh, Secular biologists and zoologists and people that study these things can back this up. They, the birds eat that. We've talked before about how the plants and how the plants will have a seed that'll blow in the air and go so far and then fall down. And that seed will then fall into the ground and grow into a plant. And that's how plants are dispersed. It's incredible. Who thought of that? God thought of it. He's in the details. Look at our solar system. I remember as a young man in college, I was uh, not yet saved, amen, but I had a conviction for a calling of God, I believe, that he was softening my heart, preparing me. And the first class I had as a young uh, freshman or sophomore uh, for the sciences uh, was astronomy. And as soon as I saw a couple of charts on the board, how everything was so precise, I said, there's a God, there must be a God. Who could do this but God? Amen. And the more you study astronomy and how all the planets interact, you will 1000% believe there is a divine creator that is intelligent uh, and we know that, amen. We know that we see in the details. He knows how many hairs are on your head, the very number of hairs on your head. God knows that he's in the details. So what am I getting at? Uh, after all of that, what am I getting that at? I'm getting at the idea that God's in the details. Are we seeing that in our life? You know, do you go for a walk and bump into someone and say, oh, maybe that was God's providence. I bumped into that person. Uh, do you get a phone call and say, maybe God 
had that phone call come my way? Or are you uh, have a new interest that you can't seem to get out of your mind? And have you ever thought maybe that's something of the Lord? Now, again, if it's something sinful, it's not of God, that's of the devil. But a lot of things that God uh, does, he does in the details. And so we should look to the details to see what God's doing in our life. And we should praise him and glorify him. You know, that's a great way to testify. You say, I'm not a preacher. I'm not in the ministry, but I have a hankering. I want to share God's word. I know I'm supposed to share who God is. You can testify and you can testify. It doesn't have to be some grand story, grand testimony. You literally can just talk about what God's done for you and get into the details. You can say, you know what? I was running late and turns out there was a traffic accident on the road. God spared me of it. Or uh, you won't believe how I met my wife or my husband. It must have been God, you know, and you go through all of these things, right? And you can testify to what God has done. You can give him glory where glory is due. Now, the other end of the details What details are you thinking it's okay to keep back from God? Is there anything in your life that you said, you know, God, I don't want to give this to you? Uh, Because we see in our verse here that there was a commandment that the water should not pass his commandment. And, you know, we are to give our whole heart. We're going to love the Lord with all our heart, uh, mind, and soul. That's a commandment. And if we've got something we're hiding from God, it's the same as if we've got something we're hiding from our spouse. But it's worse because he's God and he knows Amen. And so we have to let God into the details of our life and that can be uncomfortable and that can take, that can really trample on our pride. Oftentimes pride keeps people away from God or it can trample on the idea that, well, you might say, you know, I go to church. I don't really need to do Bible study and God wants you to study his word. The Bible says to study, to show thyself unapproved. A workman uh, needeth not being ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need to study God's word and study that. And we need to give God uh, access to the details of our life and not be ashamed of it. And the more that we understand he's all-knowing, and the more that we understand he's in the details, the more likely we are to do that. And that proverb shows that so so perfectly. And finally here, uh, we've got the third part. When he appointed the foundations of the earth. When he appointed the foundations of the earth. So we've got decree, We've got commandment, and now we've got appointed. You know, he is full authority. Uh, He is full authority. Going back to the decree, a decree is defined as an official order issued by a legal authority. So God has full authority. God is the law. He overcame the law. And the whole point of the law was to show us we could never keep it. Therefore, the waters must obey him. And when it comes to us, he fulfilled the law that we could never keep by sending himself in the person of Jesus Christ as the payment for our sin debt. So he has that authority. When he appointed the foundations of the earth, he appointed them. He has authority of it. He can do as he sees fit. He appointed us to live in this time. He gave us life. He continually gives us breath. I've heard people talking about, oh, Lord, don't take my life. Well, don't take, don't take my life would be the wrong prayer. The prayer would be, Lord, keep giving me breath because he's giving you every breath, every heartbeat. That's of God. Amen. That's his mercy on your life. He's giving you time here on earth. And we have to look at why. And firstly, of course, that Jesus Christ died for us. He paid that price for that sin debt that we couldn't pay. And if you're not saved here today, I urge you to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It's the best decision you will ever make in your life. I never regret being saved. I only regret I didn't do it sooner. Amen. Don't be a dummy like me. Don't be stubborn. Don't be stiff-necked. Give your life to Christ. 
Humble yourself before God. Come to him in repentance. Ask Jesus Christ to save you, and it'll be the best decision you ever make, and you will see God do supernatural things in your life that you cannot explain. I remember when I was saved, I started living for the Lord. Yes, I had some struggles, but I watched God wrap up some issues that I had had for years, and God worked them out, and I can praise him today that those issues never, ever came back. I wonder why. Because I stay close to God. That's what I, in his word, I love the Lord, and we serve a God that that can heal, a God that can help, a God that can keep us uh, 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 protected from the enemy, a God that is sovereign. And so the question is, what is sin to a God like this? You know, he's appointed, he's the authority. So what is sin? Because I'm assuming that a lot of people here today listening to this will say, okay, well, if God's in full control uh, and I'm under grace, then maybe I could sin, but we are not to sin. Romans 6, 15 through 16, what then shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. So we need to look to God and say, you know what? We are not going to sin. Yes, we are under grace. We're not under the law. And yes, we, we understand you have full authority and Jesus paid the cost for us. And when we accept Christ as Savior, we are then saved. But now we need to recognize that authority, recognize that sovereignty, and have a healthy fear of our God, have a healthy fear of him, understand who he is and what that means. And what does that mean? It means that's where we can go for help. So not only should we not sin, but we should turn to God for help. This God that sets the ocean at a certain point, the seas, at his decree, at his authority, is the same God that can solve your problems, the same God that you can go to, the same God that will stick closer than a brother. Oh man, I wish I had more time here today. I feel like a broken record with that. But I'm telling you, Go to God for your help, understand he's in the details, understand he has full authority, and you'll be blessed for that. You'll be blessed for getting in his word, understanding that he is a God of details and an all-powerful God. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119, verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.